there's something about him I feel like it's me I'm looking right at him He's literally me Welcome to another episode of Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gosling's filmography. I'm your co-host, Joseph. And I'm your co-host, Emilio. Welcome back to another spooky October episode, everyone. We're tackling another spooky movie. Uh, But first, before we get to that, I just want to ask Emilio, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm sitting here in my room, sipping on Celsius and a coffee mug for some reason. So I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic. How often do you have energy drinks in your everyday life? Um, Actually, I kind of cut it down quite a bit. I have... I think I, I've told you guys about the way you and Caro that I have been consuming pre-workout almost every day for the past, like, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, we got really nervous <laughs> when you said that. Um, So I did cut it down a little bit uh, for the past couple months. I usually just have my pre-workout um and i don't even do a full scoop i do like a half scoop which is 150 milligrams of caffeine um and then maybe later on during the day like if i'm at work at uh boulevard i'll get a coffee like an iced coffee i probably only have like two caffeinated drinks a day if that i usually just have one yeah, I think I saw somewhere that it's like if you have 250 a day, like that's all right. But like, you know, those those drinks like Celsius and uh, Ghost have like 250 in one fucking can. <laughs> so people yeah. like, I have students that like pound those in the morning and I just tell them like, dude, oh, fuck, shit. you better stop. <laughs> like, Stop that shit. That's bad for you. Yeah. Um, but I like it too. I remember I told you this story that one time I was telling a uh, coworker in my last job, like, oh, yeah, I love drinking uh, Red Bulls. And he was like, dude, you got to be careful. You know, like you get like a 200% chance increase to have a stroke. And then I remember thinking in my head, I was like, this guy like offered me cocaine last week. (laughs) Why is he he telling me this? You know what else causes heart failure? Cocaine. That that cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I mean, obviously, this does kind of constitute to me feeling anxious sometimes. Sure. Uh, which is fair, but hey, hey, honestly, like I thrive in stressful environments, so I'm constantly stressed. <laughs> so that way I'm constantly thriving. I reach my peak masculinity when I'm stressed the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Tweak the fuck out. All right. All right. So um, Joseph has a question for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this does have to do with the movie. How would you react if uh, I came up to you and we were in high school and I started praising you and telling you how smart you are and then I tried to convince you to help me murder somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so for the listener, me and Emilio went to high school together. Uh, we went to middle school together, too. Um and it's so funny. I was telling Carol this the other day that one of my favorite classes from senior year was our English class that we had together because I felt so like comfortable having you in the class and we always sat next to each other. So like participating was so like fun and easy because it was like, I don't know, like we worked together so well. 
Mm. And, um, and then the teacher we had was fucking awesome. She always made us read like really cool, interesting shit. Um, so yeah. Uh, and also thinking about in high school, I think I was very easily, um, swayed to do stuff, especially if my ego was stroked, especially if, Never mind. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> hey, yo, just my ego, <laughs> just my ego. <laughs> Don't worry. Justin. Um, After we murder her, we can stroke something else. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't go along with it, but I think maybe a part of me would be like, mm-hmm. I would think about it. Definitely. But I think even in high school, I had a, a strong enough will to be like, yeah, no, that's fucking crazy. Cause like, like we've talked about before, I get really anxious and I hate doing bad shit. So like murdering someone is like the worst thing you could ever do in my eyes. So <laughs> I don't think I would go for it. What about you? What would you do in that instance? Um, <laughs> I think I would kind of just stare at you and be like, Oh, that's sweet, buddy. <laughs> just go about my day. <laughs> I would pretend like it never happened. And then, if you kept bringing it up, then I would be like, hey, yeah, we should have a talk. <laughs> Something's going on here. I definitely would try to play it off. Like, oh, that's funny, dude. And then just hope that you never ask me again. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. By the way, did you do this assignment? Can I copy real quick? <laughs> just fucking move on. Because I was, as we see in the movie we're tackling today, we're tackling Murder by Numbers, released in 2002. Uh, the main characters, Richard and Justin, are like really swayed by each other. And at points, you're not sure who is like actually doing the manipulating. Um, and me and Amelia were talking before the movie that uh, before we, we got on to record that maybe there's more to it. Maybe they are in a gay relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the way that they interact with each other, especially um ryan gosling's character richard specifically him because he always looks like hyper emotional (laughs) yeah and um like at points even like like he he like uh touches just uh, the the other character justin a lot like he hugs him he like puts his head in between his hands and he's like oh you're so you're so perfect like stuff like that and also the uh the guy who plays justin uh let me look up his name real quick um michael pitt he has like Mm. such an intense stare in this movie yeah he looks like a fucking weirdo but um (laughs) but like they're just like that intense stare that he has and then um richard's like hyper emotional uh, hyper emotional characteristic like really makes it seem like they really have the hots for each other. <laughs> I I think the movie would have benefited if they just went down that route. It should have just been two like closeted high school students. So I think it would have made for a better movie. Um, in your in general, what do you feel about this movie? Like, what what did you like? What didn't you like about it? Oh man, it was too long. It was way yeah. too long. Like, like we were saying before we hopped on, like an hour, like an hour and twenty minutes in, they kind of pieced it together what was going on. The other character, uh, the detective, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, the movie's about to be over." 
maybe I'll have time to do some stuff like right before we record. And then uh, I paused the movie and it was still another 40 minutes. I was like, yeah. what in the fuck? <laughs> what yeah, else me, do they me, have to talk about? <laughs> me and Gato were watching the movie and in at that point, we also thought it was going to end. And then we paused to have dinner and then we came back to it. <laughs> it was so fucking long. Um, is yeah. there anything you do that you do like about the movie? I, I like how uh, Ryan Gosling kind of goes for like a kind of cringy performance. Yeah. It, it works well, especially with that underlying, uh, I guess, theory that we have that he might be like a closeted gay guy because mm-hmm. he plays charismatic, but you can, his character is like forcing it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that is so funny to see in this movie because obviously Ryan Gosling is pretty like naturally charismatic. And in this movie, it feels like he's really forcing it. And then I also like, um, like I, we were com- com- kind of complaining about it uh, a little, a few minutes ago, but I do like how he plays him so like hyper emotionally because it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of funny. Like <laughs> he's just so upset that this guy, Justin has like interest in women and he just looks so hurt and jealous by it. And then he also does this fantastic scream toward the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I loved it so much, the scream he lets out. It is kind of like, I can't catch what the character's intention is. Like, is he trying to manipulate his friend and everyone around him? Or is he genuinely obsessed with his friend? I really couldn't like understand exactly what was going on. And then I also couldn't understand... Uh, the character Justin, if he was like just going along with Richard, or he was a mastermind that was like, uh, like made the murder seem like Richard did everything. I it was a little kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, I like Sandra Bullock's performance. I think she's pretty good. Um, but uh, before we get into the movie, I wanted to ask you: Do you have a synopsis for us? Yes. So, Murder by Numbers. The body of a young woman is found in a ditch in the woods of the small California coastal town of San Benito. A tenacious homicidal a, homicide, a tenacious homicide detective <laughs> played by Sandra Bullock and her new partner uh, uncover a trail of shrewdly concealed evidence that links two brilliant young men played by Ryan Gosling and Michael Pitt to a murder. Yeah, um when this movie opens up, the opening credits are oh, Warner Brothers, um, and then it was Castle Rock. So first thing, Warner Brothers. I always think about Looney Tunes, but I always think about uh, the T-shirt that you always see, like at Venice Beach, that says, "When you see the police, Warner Brother." Um, <laughs> I always think about that. Um, there's a <laughs> there's a comedian named uh, John Gabrus that always brings that up, so I think about him too. Uh, also, to bring it back to another Ryan Gosling movie, Castle Rock. Castle Rock produced Fracture, our first uh, ep- our movie review of Ryan Gosling. Oh, so wow. seeing that, I was like, all right, we're in for a fucking doozy today. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to walk us through like the opening scene? Yeah. Um, so the opening shot is 
of like a coastal uh, cliffside area and we go into in like an abandoned lodge and the opening is Ryan Gosling's character Richard and uh, Michael Pitt's character Justin and they're both talking to each other and then they both point guns to their heads like they're about to do a suicide pact and then it cuts to them in class where Justin is giving a like a philosophical presentation, I guess. And we're introduced to Richard brings up a question of crime and basically a counter argument to what uh, Justin's argument was. And he comes off as very douchey. It's kind of funny because like in that initial interaction, I thought like they didn't know each other. Like right, it's like yeah. typical like bully dude picking on this dweeby uh, guy, and then later on it turns out that they're friends. <laughs> yeah, like it's all a big ploy. Like, so uh, Justin's giving this like philosophical argument about like in order to be truly free in a society, you should be able to commit crime or something to to that effect, mm-hmm. and then um. He has this like long, like very um, smart response. And then Richard, Ryan Gosling's character, essentially just retorts with, yeah, you're a dork. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, that's it. This stupid, like classic jock shit. Yeah. And then we cut to his, (laughs) like, seriously, that's it. It was just so like stupid. Um, But then we cut to this abandoned lodge where they hang out. And Richard, Ryan Gosling's character, pulls out a gun and starts pointing it at Justin and he says like I'm going to kill you right now and then Justin lays out like well you would never get away with it because you left footprints here uh your fiber fell here whatever and then um it the reveal is that the gun is actually like a a lighter it's not even a real gun and they're friends they're pals um we can see right off the bat that Richard Ryan Gosling's character is very very manipulative he's very mean to Justin and um, they have some sort of plan that they're going to execute together, but Justin's really hesitant about it. And so Richard gets mad at Justin that they don't want to do this plan. And I wrote down the line that Ryan Gosling says in this instance because it was so fucking stupid. He says, oh, I you know what, I... Justin? <laughs> do you know it? Go. You're a jerk off, so jerk off. <laughs> he says, you're a jerk off, so jerk, jerk off. off. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Ryan Gosling's performance in this initial scene? Um, it's just so odd. I don't, I don't understand like what he's trying to be. Um, yeah, I don't. Cause I mean, like for me, when I watch character performances, like I'm really like studying it. Like I'm trying to understand like, okay, like what's this, character going for and I had a really hard time understanding like what exactly Richard's MO is like it it's like he's douchey bully dude but he's also like kind of obsessed with how smart Justin is and he's also supposed to be like the most popular one of the most cool popular guys in high school but he's constantly hanging out with justin 
But yeah. I also just wrote a note that they're both fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both really strange. Um, I also noticed that of all the characters, the wardrobe that they have on Ryan Gosling has aged the most. Like he's wearing like weird baggy at some time at certain points and then super tight at some points clothing that don't yeah really, you're right i noticed that it too it felt like he was like trying to be an aerosmith or something like some of his shirts look like they're women's blouses and they're super tight and they just look like from early 2000s from like late 90s um and also a note that i wrote down is that this whole movie kind of feels like an after school uh, special like the writing the way it looks sometimes, like the way it's filmed, it just seems really like hacky at points. Yeah, this even the like the writing, the editing, some of the editing, um, it definitely feels like it was kind of just put together. Like like you there's like elements like we said, like like we can see an element where they could potentially be closeted and they both have like feelings for each other and that's why they're so intense with each other and that's why they're so i guess glued together but then there are like other elements that kind of come to fruition and then they just completely get thrown off like it feels very like cut and paste um maybe that's why this film feels so goddamn long yeah there's just so much there's so much like filler stuff that doesn't have to be there, but um, I do really much appreciate that line. <laughs> You're a jerk off, yeah, but- so jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, it's funny because, like, as we talked about before, that Ryan Gosling plays his typical like cool jerk, and he's doing it here. But on top of it, he's a he's a teenager and he's a serial killer. So yeah. that adds an extra like layer to his typical character. And, you know, it's 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 early in his acting career. Um, I think even early in his career, he had really good movies like uh, The Believer. But it's 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 just I don't know. Maybe it's just the writing or the directing that that makes it even worse. It just shows that he's he's a kid in this movie for sure. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Sandra Bullock's character. Her name is Cassie Mayweather. She is a crime detective. And she is showing up to a a uh, case uh, with her new partner, Sam. And there is a woman who's been left for dead in a ditch. And we see that um, Cassie and Sam find throw up on the side of this like of this victim. Uh, do you want to walk us through this scene, Emilio? Yeah. So kind of like right off the bat, you get this sense like Cassie, uh, Sandra Bullock's character is very like in her element when it comes to work. Like she even tells Sam, like, follow my footsteps uh, so that he doesn't leave any boot traces. Um, She gets mad at other police officers who are in the crime scene and she immediately is just like on it. Uh, I did want to ask, did you notice that super cheesy murder music that played when she pulled up in her uh, in her car? (laughs) No, I didn't pay attention to it. It What was it? It was so bad. It's like, it's legit sounded like SVU um, <laughs> CSI music. Like it, it was kind of just like thrown in there at the last minute. And I heard that and I was like, oh God, this is going to be one of those movies. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, some stuff in the film worked, but uh, 
So yeah, after that, they find throw up by the body that was dumped. So they take samples of that, and then she begins to look over um, the dead woman who they declare as like a Jane Doe because she doesn't have any identification on her. Um, she begins to go over clues. So there's stab wounds on her. There's like hemorrhaging in her eyes, which indicates she was uh, choked. Um, she's missing a finger. And then we get like this close up shot of three uh, key pieces of evidence, which is a yellow thread, a, a red thread, and a marsupial hair. It kind of like starts to get explained why it's there. But this, when this close up happened, I was kind of like, okay, like, why are we seeing this? Like, what's, <laughs> like, what's the point of this? And then you have to kind of right. like keep that in mind. Because way later on in the movie, like they reveal why they put that there. Um, what do you think of Sandra Bullock's character? You know, I love uh, Sandra Bullock. I think she's a great actor. I love her in um, Speed. That's the movie that I've seen her a thousand times in. I've seen that movie too many times. And then also Miss Congeniality. And also, man, she's done a lot of shit. She's a great actor. Yeah. I also have to fight myself from saying, I always want to pronounce her last name Bullocks, just because I like I did that as a joke one time, and now I can't stop. So Sandra, <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Um, I think in this movie, she's kind of playing a generic character, like a female who is uh, has to be tough as shit because she works with a bunch of men, which is like, I don't know, like that's warranted that that makes sense for her character. But I think she kind of delivers everything a little too dry. I mean, yeah. her character is supposed to be removed and she's supposed to be dealing with a big trauma because it's revealed in this next scene that her husband tried to kill her and that her husband now has her ex-husband now has a parole hearing. And it's revealed later that she changed her name. She changed her identity. She was left for dead. And uh, she was discovered by two police officers and she devoted her life to uh, solving crimes because of this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really like her character too much. It just feels a little too generic. What did you think? Uh, yeah, it was kind of very like one. One sided. Um, very like dry. Also, her, I mean, yeah, like, she's been through, like, a traumatic situation, but her character's kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a scene later on where she's, like, on the phone with her partner, Sam, and she's at a stop sign, and this car's, like, honking at her to go, and she's just not moving. And so the car's yeah. like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna go around them. And then she takes off <laughs> and cuts off the car. and I Almost remember, crashes. Yeah, and I just remember watching, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what kind of what kind of person does that? <laughs> An asshole. What the fuck is your problem, Sandra yeah. Bullock? Yeah. <laughs> but um, um yeah. I also wanted to point out real quick that in this scene where they're investigating, uh Richard Ryan Gosling is like hiding in a bush and he's like peering out, and it's really funny because it's like a shot for a split second. And then later on in the movie, there's another scene where Richard is hiding in a bush and he's like about to cry. And <laughs> just like these little choices that it's supposed to build suspense, but it just comes off really like dorky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, 
does like how do you not see this guy in the bushes <laughs> he and plus he this is one of those movies too where ryan gosling has a jacket yeah he yeah. has a <laughs> has a red jacket yeah he has a red jacket on like how do you not see that in the dead of night like yeah. on a, in like a green forest background um i did put that in my notes i put this is a jacket movie <laughs> <laughs> another ryan gosling jacket movie that's the first thing i noticed too when i saw him i was like nice that shit that looks nice it's like a like a red leather jacket Um, yeah but uh so moving on a little bit there's a lot of like filler in this movie as i've seen like as i'm reading through my notes i'm just like we don't need to talk about that that is very like (laughs) i don't know it just feels like there's so much to get to yeah Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of filler stuff like even like there's a flashback uh for cassie where she goes to like her first crime scene um there's uh, there's a scene where um richard's buying weed from the school janitor yeah the janitor is played by chris penn that is uh sean penn's brother chris penn was in uh reservoir dogs he's done a bunch of movies where he's always playing like a slimy ass character and he's playing oh yeah a, a super slimy character in this movie <laughs> yeah he's basically like a pot dealer for all the kids in the high school that he works at and he's also oddly into bdsm porn he's into porno and he makes richard a teenage boy watch it with him as he sells drugs to him so yeah he's a huge piece of shit in this movie (laughs) maybe i'm literally Um, him (laughs) maybe that's the one i'm connected to (laughs) i really liked his character a lot (laughs) i think he got a bad rap (laughs) i also want to point out that uh cassie at one point sleeps with her uh with her partner sam yeah and when when she made a move uh garo turned to me and was like damn cassie's a riz queen (laughs) (laughs) Well, she kind of like, I wouldn't say she's like a Riz queen. She kind of just told her like, let's hook up. <laughs> yeah. And like he was what? like, uh, no, yeah. I don't, maybe. And then he finally gives in like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like some weird dialogue too, because he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, you're my partner. And he's like, I have to tell you something. What? And he's like, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why, yeah. are you, why are you putting up this fight if you're going to give in anyway? I mean, it's very odd. Yeah. And I was on like those. That's the one thing, too, that made her character kind of hard to, I guess, not root for, but um, ha- like share some type of like similarity to her because she was very her character, at least is very like, oh, we're just going to have sex. Like, it's no big deal. Like, oh, uh, yeah, like you're my partner and this can affect our, our work situation. But I don't care. Like, let's just do it. Yeah. When she does that, she's a Riz Riz Queen when I do that. Something else, apparently. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I want to edit this part out. (laughs) Um, All I'm saying is, why is she the Riz Queen and I'm not the Riz King? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm labeled something else. Uh, (laughs) um, So there's like, okay, so... From this scene, I just want to skip forward a little bit because there's so much shit to get through. 
Um, but we see that the fibers were delicate, like were like planned and strategically placed by Richard and Justin to throw the cops off the trail. So it turns out that they have been planning this murder meticulously to make it seem like someone else committed the murder and have the cops arrest someone else. Um, so one thing that happens is that, uh, is that the boots that were used for this murder were, um, found out to be Richard's boots. But when the cops go question Richard, he reveals, oh yeah, I reported those missing. Did you find them? So mm-hmm. the cops are kind of thrown in a loop. They're not sure who committed the murder. But Cassie has this intuition that draws her towards Richard. She thinks Richard's full of shit. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, Justin is starting to get close to another student named Lisa. And he takes her to a uh, greenhouse where he has like all these plants planted. And do you want to walk us through the scene, Emilio? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Justin is showing her this green room that he has where he tells her like, oh, yeah, like I take care of all these plants. And then he just abruptly goes in to kiss her. And she's a little bit taken aback, but uh, she's into it. So they start making out. And then the camera kind of cuts to like outside the green room. And we just see a very teary eyed on the verge of tears. (laughs) Ryan Gosling staring into the green room with the most jealous look I've ever seen on a man. (laughs) 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 He, he, He just looks so defeated. Like he's uh, thinking in his head, like, oh my God, how can this be happening to me? <laughs> there are a lot of scenes where Ryan Gosling's on the verge of tears and it's just like so fucking intense. It's so, it's so funny. Cause like his <laughs> movies are so silly and then you cut to him and he's just like, oh, like it looks like he's constipated or something. Yeah. And he's about to cry. <laughs> so in a later scene, we sh- we uh, this is like a scene to show how fucking crazy Richard is. He ends up picking up this girl Lisa, uh, Lisa and he ends up having uh, he ends up uh, showing up to Justin's house unannounced after picking up this girl Lisa, and he gives Justin a DVD that he made. Uh, Justin plays the DVD, and it's a video of Richard having sex with this girl named Lisa. And as soon as uh, Justin stops watching it. Richard calls him and he's like, you're not mad at me, are you? (laughs) He's standing right outside his house. (laughs) It's so fucking crazy. Like I, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? It's dude. It's funny. Cause I was, I was, uh, I had it on and I was, um, what was it? I was like putting away like a, a sweater. I just ordered, like it just came in and, uh, and i i hear him calling him and he's like you see like you can't trust her you can't trust your mom or your dad you only have me and then i'm kind of like what the hell are they talking about and then i look up and i just see him like like the camera the camera is him on the phone staring at him (laughs) he's like i'm all you have (laughs) only i can see how great of a person you are yeah, so this scene sets up how much of a manipulator Richard is. Like, he is a fucking asshole. He's conniving. He is insane. And at the same time, he convinces Justin, like, I'm the only one who will ever care for you the way that you wish that your mother or your friends would do that. Um, another line that he has is when 
uh, Ryan Gosling's character is talking to Justin and he's like, tell, he's telling him like, did you have sex with Lisa? And Justin's like, no, I just kissed her. And Richard's like, yeah, yeah, right, dude. That chick spreads like peanut butter. <laughs> that line was so bad. Dude, he also says another line where he's walking out, where he's climbing out of the window. And he says something like, you'd be surprised what girls with daddy issues would do for attention. And I was like, oh, shit. He's Fast. a huge asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> so, moving on. Um, <laughs> it's revealed that, uh, oh, so, so Cassie is on the case and she's adamant that she thinks that that Richard did something. So it's revealed that in the throw up that they picked at the crime scene and it has traces of caviar in it. And it's uh, the, she goes to like the one fancy restaurant that they have in this town, San Benito. And they uh, discover that Justin is actually the person who always comes in and needs caviar. So Cassie goes to question Justin and Justin's like visibly like shaken and and a little flustered and scared because this is not part of his plan. He's not supposed to be questioned by the cops. Mm -hmm. Um, But as Cassie is questioning Justin, she gets a phone call and it turns out that they found, quote unquote, the actual murderer. And it turns out that Richard and Justin have planted evidence and framed Ray the janitor who sells weed and likes to watch porn. <laughs> so they go to that crime scene and it turns out that it it's Ray. That's the killer. Um, what did you think about that little twist within the movie? That I thought was kind of played well because like it kind of, again, like it cut, like there's so much like filler in the film and, um, so like obviously then you realize like oh uh Richard Ryan Gosling's character went to go buy weed from him because he was planting the evidence there. Mm-hmm. So like that 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 is something that kind of I like that works with the film in terms of it being like a thriller uh, or like a detective uh film. That was one twist that I thought was good like how it kind of progresses like the story. And then, but there is this one scene like right after where um, Cassie hears something and she goes into this shed that uh, Ray had. And then inside this shed is a fucking baboon. (laughs) 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 And this this baboon attacks her. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds so fucking ridiculous, but this is the movie. (laughs) This baboon attacks uh, Cassie and bites her on the arm. And it jumps off of her and it just be, like goes back and chills on this shelf that it was on. And then she yeah. passes out. And um, that sounds so like trivial, but it just goes to show the links that the, that Richard and Justin went to frame uh, Ray because on the woman that they murdered, there was a, a fiber that belonged to a, a baboon. So that's just another thing to like nail to uh, close the case to be like, yep, this is definitely our guy. Um, but it's, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I, I like, I really, they don't give any more context about the baboon. Like, yeah, if it was really, the if it was Ray's baboon or if they like where the fuck do you get a baboon well they like allude to it in the beginning when Richard is over his house because like uh, Ray's feeding something 
that we don't see what it is. And Richard says like, Hey man, don't feed it. That it's going to be shitting all over the floor or something like that. He says, it's such a tiny scene, but it's easily overlooked. Um, I don't know. There's just why, why do that? I don't know. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. And then, um, so later in the next scene, um, they realize that, well, at least Cassie and the police realize that uh, Ray's like on the run or not right. even necessarily on the run. Like he's left. And so they're searching for him. She doesn't believe that uh, he's the suspect. He's st- she still really thinks that has something to do with Richard and Justin. And Richard actually goes to visit Ray. And this scene actually was kind of jarring because this is like the first kind of real in your face uh, violence that kind of comes on in the film. And so he's in like a protective suit and he has like a uh, like a half quarter like mask on Mm -hmm. and he goes in and he says hi to Ray. He has like. He has like a hazmat suit, yeah, so hazmat wrap suit. around his face, so it's like pulling up his his eyebrows. He looks insane. Yeah, and he tells him, "Oh, I brought you something to help you sleep." And he's like, "What?" And then he literally like he pulls out a blank bo- his baboon. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I got my big red baboon for you. <laughs> He, he pulls out a gun and like point blank range shoots him in the head. Um, <laughs> that, I, that, that's that one scene was one scene where I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Um, um yeah, it was, yeah, that was fucking like, I think that they should have played more into that of how much of a psycho Richard is. Cause like yeah. it's so comical the way he comes off, but then he he does something like that and it's like holy shit, this guy is fucking crazy. Like he's evil. Um, I want to cut to another scene where Cassie is not convinced that Ray is the murderer, so she starts to like have uh, she starts to follow around around uh, Richard, and so she's out taking photos of Richard and she catches Justin and Richard hanging out, which is very significant because up until this point. Richard and Justin act as if they don't know each other at all and they never hung, hang out in public. And so Cassie's in her car. She's like a fair distance away and she's taking photos and she's about to take off. And then fucking Richard pops out of nowhere. and has a confrontation with her. And this was like easily one of the most uncomfortable fucking scenes that I, that I felt that I saw in the whole movie. Uh, do you want to walk us through it, Emilio? <laughs> Yeah, so she's on the phone. I think she's calling uh, her partner, Sam. And literally, like, out of nowhere, uh, Richard grabs the phone from her and hangs it up. And he's just asking her, like, what are you doing? Like, you're following me? And he looks in the car and he sees a camera. And he kind of starts to, like, mess around with her and get in her head. Um, He brings up that, like, oh, like, you don't find me like attractive like am i too young or something and he goes in for a kiss and i don't i don't know if he opens the door or she opens the door but the door gets opened and um it hits him in the head 
But right before yeah. this, there's like this weird, really weird and off putting like back and forth that they have, which I think is like so odd for someone to do, especially if you're like a murder suspect. Yeah. Cause it's pretty much like borderline. He's pretty much like borderline assaulting her. Yeah. It was very like rapey. It was very. Yeah. <laughs> weird. And then he, 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 oh, he starts to bring up like, oh, is this what you do to like your exes? Like, is this what you do to all your dates? And that's when she, I guess, accidentally hits him in the head with the door. And he's recovering. And this is also like one of those scenes too, where he has like weird wardrobe on. (laughs) He has like weird skinny baggy jeans and like a weird like blouse shirt. Um, Mm -hmm. But he tells her like, Oh, do you do this? Like with all the guys that you're with? And then he walks away and what like says, uh, no, he says when he walks away, he goes, um, he's like, tell me I'm wrong, right? Like, uh, this is what you do to all your guys. And then that's, this leads to Cassie to cry. And like, it's like so fucking like, ugh, it was so devastating to watch that scene. Yeah. And like the weird thing about the, like the one thing that I had a hard time kind of wrapping my head around this scene is that she goes and uh, she goes to, to her partner, Sam. And she's telling him about like this evidence that she thinks that she has. And uh, he asks her if he if she was following Richard. Right. And he, then he asks her, did you hit him in the head with your door? And she she like lies and she says, no, I wasn't following him. I mean, obviously, like she's not on the case anymore, so she's not supposed to be mm-hmm. following them. But yeah. Also, like the fact that he was pretty much assaulting her, like it, like, it's like, why are you acting scared to admit that? Right. I feel like at this point they could have easily have taken him in for, for something. And they yeah, could have questioned true. him from there. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like plot holes for sure in this movie. Um, but yeah, from this scene, we see that, um, Cassie's off the case. She's like told to fuck off or she's going to get uh, fired. And so Sam picks up the case from here. And then um, Sam puts, uh, Sam and Cassie put the pieces together, even though Cassie's told, I don't know what it is. Like Cassie's told like she can't work on the case, but she still does anyway, somehow. And there's mm-hmm. a montage of them putting the things together. And this leads to them presenting their evidence to the chief. And the chief agrees that they have enough evidence to bring in Richard and Justin. So, we cut to a scene where they're both being interrogated. And this this is honestly, I think, my favorite scene. The way that they're cutting back and forth between Justin and Richard. They both have a planned story that's like very calculated. They have alibis. But the but um Cassie and Rit and Sam like chip away at them slowly and slowly and slowly. Um, what did you think about this scene in general, Emilio? I did like it. I liked how they play on their weaknesses. Richard and Justin's um, because there is a point where uh, Cassie's telling Justin, like, I don't think you really killed her, but if you did, you're going to get either executed or you're going to get life in prison. But if you're not the person that did it, and I feel like you're not, you can live like a normal life. And then they cut back to Richard and they're pretty much, uh, 
I actually forgot what they were telling Richard. I know that they were they were telling Justin that pretty much they she that she knows that he didn't have a whole lot to do with it. So mm-hmm. he would get off easier. And then with Richard, well, what exactly was Sam telling Richard? So yeah, Sam's interrogating uh Richard, Ryan Gosling's character, and then uh Cassie's interrogating Justin. So at this point, they start to tell Richard, they to both of them, they start to detail how they did the crime. And they tell them, like, you did it during the day. Oh, yeah. You smashed, right. a, you smashed a clock inside the house to make it seem like it was at night. Um, we know that you led uh, mud tracks inside. And we know that you committed it during the day because the sprinkler system goes off at 3.30 uh, p.m. But you made it seem like it happened at night. Um, we know that Richard had an alibi that he was in the study group. But uh, and he's accounted for. But for 15 minutes, he went out to get money from the ATM, and it should only only take him five minutes. So yeah. in that time, he went to a basement in his house or or Justin's house, and they uh, committed the murder. They think that Richard actually did the mur- the actual like strangulation, and then that Justin was the person who uh, planted the body in the field, and he fucked up by throwing up his his uh, caviar field. Uh, throw up and leaving it on the side and so they put it all together and then finally both of them are like not budging even though like ryan gosling in this scene is like about to cry like he's still not budging and then finally the last thing they throw at 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 uh, ryan gosling's character is that uh you know justin is ready to talk he told us about lisa how you betrayed him and in this moment it's so fucking like this is like the best part in the moment because it's like in the movie because it's so like high intensity and you finally feel like, oh, finally, they got this motherfucker. And right when fucking Richard is about to crack, his fucking rich ass dad comes in with a lawyer. And yeah. that's it. The fucking <laughs> the questioning stops right there. I audibly said out loud, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like that. Um, that part where Sam's telling him like, yeah, like your boy, he's talking in there. Like he's talking. He brought up like the sex tape how you know justin feels betrayed by you he's talking like he's gonna be fine and he gets up to leave and then that's when uh richard goes like wait 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 i love his delivery right there (laughs) yeah because it's so good because you can tell like he's really thinking about it and he's like fuck like i can't snitch on my friend but also this guy's telling me that he's snitching on me and how would he know about this sex tape like no one knows about it just me and justin and then just like that hold on i'm gonna tell you guys and then it's fucking taken away from us blue ball justice dude fucking i got blue balls over here um (laughs) (laughs) i need to bust my justice <laughs> I need justice done. <laughs> I need my ego stroked. Um <laughs> So yeah, from here like there is so much that okay, so even at this point in the movie, like we still have like fuck, like maybe 25 minutes left, which is fucking bizarre. Like you should be yeah. ready to wrap it up at this point. <laughs> it takes so long. But let's just go ahead and, and cut to the ending. So we have a final confrontation between Richard and Justin. We cut back to the start of the movie where they're about to commit a suicide pact. And um, right as they're about to pull the trigger, Richard 
pulls his trigger. It is a blank in his in his gun, and Justin does not pull the trigger. And he puts together like this motherfucker wanted me to kill myself. Yeah, and he was going to get away. So then, as Justin is pointing a gun towards Richard, telling him like you're you're going to let me fucking die, like whatever, like there, there's actual bullets in here, motherfucker. Like he didn't curse enough in this movie. I feel like he should have cursed because he didn't actually yeah. say motherfucker. <laughs> but um, Cassie burst in. Um, Cassie tells Justin to drop the gun. He does like an idiot. He leaves it right next to fucking Richard. Richard picks it up, shoots Justin in the back. And then now Cassie and fucking Richard are having a shootout. Do you want to walk us through this final scene, Emilio? Yeah. I did want to mention that this is kind of like really where, um, I really like that, uh, outburst from, uh, Michael Pitt, the guy who plays Justin, I mm-hmm. thought it I thought it worked really well because yeah, he realizes that um Richard wasn't gonna kill himself and he, he even says like you were just gonna watch me kill myself and uh Richard is pretty much like distraught. Like he, yeah. he doesn't know like what to say. And he's trying to convince him, like, oh, like just hold on a second. And you get like this pure like anger out of Justin. Like yeah. like he's like, No, like shut up. And I, I really liked this interaction a lot, but uh, yeah, so there's the shootout that occurs after and um, uh, what Richard does is he tells Cassie, like, I only have one more bullet left and he says, oh, well, like, fuck it. And he shoots off the gun and you hear something fall to the ground and Cassie goes in there and it, and it's alluding that he shot himself. So she's looking through this big ass hole that's in the ground because this is pretty much like an old abandoned uh, lodge. And I was honestly like genuinely like like a <gasps> moment for me. And it's when he comes out from behind her. Yeah. And then he fucking grabs her. I was like, oh, shit. He's got her ass now. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Ryan. Get her. <laughs> Kill her, Ryan. Kill her. <laughs> Do it. And um so they have like this back and forth and then they end up on this uh, deck outside of the lodge and it's old. There's like floorboards missing from this uh, balcony and Ryan Gosling gets in a position where he's on top of Cassie and yeah, he's like, he has her like over the the balcony ledge and like the yeah. balcony's about to like collapse and he's choking her and he gives out this scream and he kind of starts like maniacally laughing. I guess because he now he's like, fuck, I, I like from what I gathered in this from this character's mind, like now he's thinking like, fuck it, I'm going to kill this cop. So that's yeah. why he like does like this yell. <laughs> I really want to do it, but I, I can't. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm Come on. I just want to Now everyone wants to hear it. Go for it. No. Um, but he does do this manic manic maniacal such maniacal I have a hard such a hard time saying that word he does this like maniacal laugh and then he kisses her and licks her from her chin up along her nose to her her forehead yeah (laughs) yeah and then this is a good point to point out that they in real life they ended up dating after this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was just so like, annoyed by that yell i'm into this shit holy fuck <laughs> <laughs> um 
And in this moment, uh, the balcony starts to give way. And Cassie flips Richard over the balcony. There's also like this part two where Richard's like falling. And then he hits so like a, a he hits like a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And like you just see his body like boom, like flip over. And I just went, oh, <laughs> oh not my boy. <laughs> and yeah, so she survives. But then the rest of the balcony starts to give way. And she's pretty much hanging on by like one hand on this piece of balcony. And Justin walks out. And I mean... I don't blame her. She starts saying like, no, Justin, like, don't do it. Like, don't do it. Justin, don't. He has a look like he's going to yeah, kill her. He does. Have yeah. A look. He definitely has this look like he's going to kill her. And then he grabs like, <laughs> he grabs a, a big wooden post. And I, I automatically thought of always sunny <laughs> where, where Danny DeVito, Frank's character. Oh, yeah. He's like he pushed on the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought he was going to do. <laughs> like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> he just starts <laughs> pushing her off. Uh, but then he ends up saving her. Yeah. And she grabs onto this piece of post and she starts pulling herself up. And uh, yeah, Justin ultimately saves her. And then it cuts to like a brief scene of Ryan Gosling's body on <laughs> the cliffs of the water as like, he's like splayed out like uh master chief and halo one. Whenever he dies, yeah. <laughs> he just has like two just hands like up. Yeah. Just like that up. typical, like cr- CSI, like crime scene <laughs> fucking body form. Um, and he brings up like, Oh, like what's, what, what is my sentencing going to look like? And she says, well, you saved my life and I don't, you didn't kill uh, this woman. So it, I'll help you out. And yeah. from here, they're getting all patched up. They're getting their wounds cleaned. And this is when Cassie's character looks at her neck and she sees imprints of this ring that Ryan Gosling's character wears. Um, and she begins to put together. There's no way. This is also kind of like a plot hole, too, because yeah. um, obviously he could have taken off the ring. Yeah, like, but I think that she gets a hunch of like, oh, fuck, fucking Justin actually murdered this woman. Like, he's yeah. the killer. And so she remembers that when they were at the crime scene, that there was a hole that had like a, a place to fit a camera. And uh, that is also the same place where <laughs> Richard had sex with Lisa and he filmed it. <laughs> and so um, I think that she knows there's no tape, but she lies to Justin to be like, yeah, so he taped it and we know the truth and he fucking breaks. So like she has a hunch, but she doesn't know for sure if it's the truth. But then she uses that lie to catch him. And then she realizes like, oh, yeah, he was the true fucking killer. So yeah. uh, this agreement they had goes out the window. We assume that Justin goes to jail and probably is going to be murdered or put on death row. And then we cut to the end. Uh, Cassie goes to the ex, uh, her ex-husband's parole hearing to testify against him. And then the movie ends. She's a person who has faced her demons and she is better for putting these two for killing one teenage boy and putting one on death row. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get to our, to our final thing. So Emilio, 
uh, give me a final summary of what you like, what you don't like about this movie, and then give it a rating from one to five. Um, I don't like the length of the movie. This I even wrote it down. I put this movie was way too long. Um, the story there's like plot holes. This film really does feel like it was kind of just mushed together. Like there are some good yeah. ideas here. Um, and there's some things that they should have like explored a little more, like especially that um, the dynamic that Richard and Justin have, because it's so kind of one surfaced. There's nothing really underlying what is holding their relationship, honestly. Like they're just friends and uh, yeah, they're obviously weirdos. Justin's manipulative. Richard's even more manipulative. Um, but it's like, why are these guys friends? Like, why do these guys hang out? Like, why do they yeah. have this affinity for each other? And then why like, aren't they gay? Yeah. <laughs> why does Richard always look like he's on the verge of tears every time Justin kisses this woman? <laughs> um, and there's some st- stuff that does like kind of work and it's funny. Like Brian Gosling's performance in this is borderline funny. Um, yeah. Sandra Bullock is okay in this movie. Uh, what's his name? Who plays Justin? Let me look Something him. Pitt. Oh, I thought Michael he was related Pitt. to. I thought he was related to Brad Pitt, but I couldn't find anything. Um, Michael Pitt. He he doesn't do a lot in this movie. Uh, the one thing that kind of gets me is like his intense stare that he has. Yeah, <laughs> definitely it's like a very. Particular look, like he looks yeah. scary. <laughs> I think he's in a few movies where he kind of plays like this character, like like a dark, broody kind of weirdo guy. Because he's in Border Walk Empire too, and he kind of has like yeah. the same look, which is like the slick back hair and like the two um, little hairs like coming down. He, uh, like yeah, again, like he's okay. Everyone's just like man, everyone's okay. The movie's okay. It's just way too long. <laughs> so what are you going to rate it? One to five. Honestly, I think I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I think that this movie, you know, so this movie's not horrible. But what I always think about is to make a movie, it must be such a long and arduous process for any movie to be made is a fucking miracle. So, like, when a shitty or, like, average or a below average movie gets made, it really, like, throws me in a loop for, like, how did this happen? How are we in a point in our, in our like, in the film industry where, like, shitty movies are being made? It's so strange to me. Um, yeah. I think the pacing is kind of all over the place. I think that the movie suffers from plot holes. Uh, the characters are really funny when, and they're not supposed to be funny, and that sucks. Um, the story is 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 pretty clear and cut and dry for the most part, um, but I don't know; it just doesn't work for me. I think that it's it comes off way too funny, and it really shouldn't be. But I think Ryan Gosling's performance is pretty good. I think that I wouldn't watch this movie again, but. It is an interesting fact of like, hey, do you know Ryan Gosling did a movie with Sandra Bullock and he plays like a psychopath murderer? Um, and then they dated. <laughs> and then they dated in real life. He also licks her in the movie, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, since Ryan Gosling's in it, I'm going to give it a five out of five. Um, in the pantheon of Ryan Gosling movies, where are you going to place this one? Ah, damn, that's a good question, actually. Hey, a B. I like how you say it's a good question. I ask you this question every episode. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> no, like I kind of like really had to, I kind of had to really think like where I wanted to place it. Mm. Uh, wow. I haven't heard that question before. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a B like I, he swings for the fences here and uh, boy, you definitely get something out of it. Um, it's again, like it's, it's, it's just, I understand it's like something different and he's going for like, I don't know, an insecure teenage psychopath, I guess, but it's just why, like, why is this guy so hyper emotional when it comes to Justin? Why does he want to kill somebody? Um, I think there's like a lot more underlying tones that should have been like presented. And I think it would have made it a better performance for me. But uh, yeah, I think it's probably like the lowest score I give, give him is a B. Yeah. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a C. I think that it's not his best work. I think that there's other movies that you should watch. This would be far on my list of actual recommendations um, I liked it better than the movie Fracture, so that's something. So I'm gonna give it a C. I also think they should have just made them gay. Like honestly, like it should have just been a romance <laughs> story. Um, it kind of sucks that they would both be psychopaths, but still, I think it would be more interesting than just like no, they just have a really good friendship. Just make them gay. Fuck it, who cares? Um, but yeah, uh, last question: Are you literally Richard Haywood? Yes. Why? Cause you know why. <laughs> <laughs> you know why, friend. <laughs> you gave me blue balls. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, he's a fucking weirdo. He's his his performance comes off as like a closeted man, which I guess I can relate to a little bit. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's just, he's weird. He's manipulative. Uh, he has this obsession with wanting to kill people for some reason. Um, I can be a little obsessive with my friends. I definitely hype up my homies. <laughs> definitely stroke their egos as well. <laughs> um, that's Those are the only thing I, things I can pick up from that. So no, I'm not literally him. What about you? Do you stroke your homies? <laughs> egos, egos. <laughs> egos. Um, yeah, I think I'm on the same boat that I also have a, a can have an intensity when it comes to liking someone. Um, I like to be nice to my friends. Um, I never would like to manipulate my friends. I would never have uh, sex with a person that my friend is interested in just to yeah. prove that I love my friend more. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, she's also like. You should be sleeping with me. <laughs> he also likes uh, Iron Maiden. They play uh, oh, yeah. of the Beast in the movie. And that's the only thing I could relate to him because I also like Iron Maiden. But that's about it. So I am not literally him. All right. That is the end of our podcast. Guys, you should give us a rating. Amelia, what should they rate us? 
Uh, rate us a five out of five. Not the rating that we gave this movie. Yeah, go ahead and stroke our egos like a true homie. It was a five <laughs> out of five. Like a real Richard and Justin friendship. Stroke <laughs> our egos for us. Uh, next week, we'll be doing the Ryan Gosling uh, Goosebumps episode. So check that out. It's free on YouTube. Watch it and then come check out our episode. But yeah, we'll see you next time. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.